I'm Z. I'm Cole. And we are the Thoughts. No, 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 no. We are not Thoughts. Why are we Thoughts? Do you not know what it means? I don't know what it means. It means that hoe over there. Oh, no, no, no. We are not the Thoughts. We have Thoughts. True, honest opinions that stick. about things that I absolutely know about but to to say it's because I'm a white woman that's what she said she said I mean it's the obvious it's I'm a white woman white privilege is real those men stood for the same thing I stood so it's obvious to why I'm still here as a white woman and these two black men are not they didn't do anything that was remotely different from me and for her to do that and to stand with those men not because they're just black, but because they're humans. They're human beings who are doing something. And if we go back to the gun thing, to say in North Carolina, with the amount of gun, uh, I'm sorry, school shootings that happen in America, that it's okay for you to get a gun at any age, it almost feels like, are they trying to do population control? What, are, what What's the motive behind letting people, like people in Europe don't use guns. People in Poland, as dumb as they say that they are, they don't have school shootings. People in Poland are dumb. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, that's like a stigma. That's kind of like they say Nigerians are scam artists. Sorry, Nigerians. I mean, I mean. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm just I, this is a stereotypical thing, right. but yeah, Polish I've people. Known, I've known one scam artist, and Polish just like happened to be Nigerian. Oh, so like like Irish people are known to be drunks. Yes. Pol- Mexicans are known to be short. Yeah. Stuff like that. So Polish people are known to be dumb. Or like they don't have a gotcha. lot of intelligence. I don't know if I've ever heard that one. Okay. No. But yeah. So. And. But they don't have school shootings. They don't mm-hmm. have. You know. Canada has their doors unlocked. You can. You can live a life and not have your door locked. Because you don't have these psychopaths walking around. And I think America has to humble themselves and realize that we are doing things here that no other country is doing and the moment and this is just going a little deeper if we ever you lose the economic powers i promise you i'm out i'm going to sierra leone because if you don't have the economic power that we have today later with the bullshit that we're dealing with now we deal with stuff that don't make sense yeah. Like just a conversation, I literally thought it was a woman, but you're saying it's a trans woman, and I'm not saying anything about trans people, but I don't want to take credit for that as a woman because that's a thing that only men have done so far. So that can also be uh, contributed in trying to figure out why are men doing this and. Why do they have the need to kill? And it's all ages. I can't even. We can't even say it's a generation thing. Cause no, because sometimes, sometimes it's old. Little, sometimes it's like a teenager, like yeah, eighteen. Right. Sometimes it's a thirty-year-old. Even like going back even to here. I mean, the mass shooting that we had in Raleigh. Remember the little boy? What mass shooting? What? Come on, Zachary. See the the one from a few months ago. In Raleigh? Yes, girl. I must have been under the rock. Okay, so the rock, so let me lift the rock up. So this boy shot up, uh, he killed people. He he went on a whole spree on, on Newburn. He killed, and, and uh, honey, um, honey ham, or not honey ham. <laughs> you think of honey baked ham? I must be hungry. Um, that neighborhood. Who? The, 
the oh, ham. But I can't think of the first Honey word. baked ham? No. The actual neighborhood. Ham. Okay. It's not ham, but it's part of it's ham. But it's in Raleigh. Yeah, it's it's like a known neighborhood. How many people die? A lot. It was like six people. What? I thought I told because I had to be on my, I was scared at work. Because they were like, oh, he's six minutes away. This boy literally was a boy. He killed his brother first and then went on to, I think he shot his grandmother in the face. And then he went on to kill other people, innocent people. Wait, 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 wait. Was it in a, uh, uh, like a comp, like a house, like a community? Yes, that it was name. right by Brittany's, yes. by Isaiah's family. So okay, I remember is, that. This is the name of I her. didn't know that he killed six people. He was a little white boy. Yes. Hold on. Most shootings are Caucasian people. <laughs> I didn't, I forgot about that. That's actually terrible. I forgot because it was right by Britney's house. Shot little Isaiah and them. Remember Zay Zay? Remember my little Zay Zay? Isaiah. He didn't talk much. Little Isaiah. You don't remember. Okay. You don't remember. It's okay. Looking at you. Look me in the eye. Yeah. Was it him? No. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, 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 no. He, Isaiah, um, mom lived literally three blocks from where the shooting was. Headingham. That's yeah. That's the name of that. Yeah, area. she lives, she lives right near there. And that's okay, so, anyway, the six-month anniversary just came up. Anyway, even, like you said, the age Because he killed the cop. Yes. The cop lived next door. The cop lived about a block away from, um... Uh, Brittany by Isaiah's mom. Gotcha. So it's just really like it's. I forgot about it's that. It's crazy about the age range. Well, that, what I'm getting to, like it was because he was like ten or eight, right? The boy wasn't the little boy like eight. The or shooter. Two? He was a teenager. Oh, he was like he killed. He killed his older brother. Which I'm like, what did your brother do? That uh, like, you felt like you need to Cain and Abel. I just never know like what possesses people. Obviously, I'm never going to be in the mind of a killer. But I just think that's crazy that this boy should, like you just messed up everyone's world. And then he was in a he was in the hospital too. I'm like he didn't die. Mm mm. Uh, they ended up finding him in a shed. That's how they found him. They should have shot him. If he was but black, again, he was if he was a thank white, God that was, black folks don't do mass shootings right. because they would die on sight. He was a white boy, and so they end up like getting him in the shed. And I just think about those parents because now they lost two kids. Oh, so now you lost a son oh who just went on that shooting spree, and then you lost your that. older son. I didn't even think like, about it's that. Just, it's, it's just baffling to me. Like I said, people just need to acknowledge it is what it is. And I also want to acknowledge the cops. Right. And They're the, not all bad. No, Lewis, it, where was it? What, Georgia? Oh, the one that just happened? Yeah. Oh, that, that was uh, Tennessee. Shout out to Tennessee because... Whatever shooting happened before, those cops were scared to go and take handle it. I think that was in Texas. Okay. Yes. And more and they got died. more grief than that for those cops got so much grief because of how they handled it. One cop was found hiding. Right. That's the sworn and oath that and the no, way that they so many little kids got, got killed. That one. Yeah, it was way more. And if they would have handled it the way that those cops handled it in. Tennessee, Tennessee, which was so quick, it was quick, and it was no question. I don't give a damn who you are. I'm killing you on sight, right? And that's not only stopped. It, you know, unfortunately, it was six people. Six people is a lot of people. One person is a lot of people, 
But I'm sure if they would have handled it like Texas, we would have had a casualty of in the in the double digits like them. Right. So I just want to shout out those cops. Um, they were all for the most part what I saw Caucasian. So it doesn't matter about race. No, they didn't care. And the person that did it was Caucasian. Yeah, yeah. So I do shout out to them for being quick responders right. and handling all of that within. I think. I think it was within 10 minutes or something right. like that where the other people the other guy just was like let me just go on a killing spree i think he was able to load up his gun twice in texas so and so many little kids died I, again as a person of just not even just a parent but obviously that impacts me the most you know the most but just thinking about like the little kids that died in texas yeah and, and God and bless it, them. And, and it didn't have to damn, be it was that so way. many. Now, now you got me thinking about the screenshot of all the faces. It was so many Spanish kids, black kids. And then I remembered a dad who was like, I just took her. I was supposed to take her to the movies Friday. And you take kids to school with the hopes of just picking them up. Like in America, this is the only country that experiences this. But you're going to fire people who says we need to get a control on guns. Right. And, you know, in these other countries where we think we're more superior, don't have to use these kind of tactics. So, again, our condolences to the families. Shout out to Gloria and those police. Shout out to everybody who is standing on the side of the children. Because the mindset of man, mental health is serious. Like... The mindset of a person to go, hmm, today I want to kill people. Let me go to a school. And there was just another shooting in, Lu- in, uh, Lu- in uh, Kentucky. Did people die? Mm-hmm. That See, family, I felt like was, I like, I think I appreciated them because they're like, we literally knew there was mental health. Oh, because didn't she call the mom call? Or was that Louis? No, they, no, that was that was Tennessee. Yeah. Mom called 911 and warned them about their son. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, they didn't take her that serious, I don't think. These people in Kentucky, like, they were like... We, well, let me not say that. I don't know if that's what helped the cops We figure. don't know if the handle... We, we, we knew about the mental health, but they basically felt like they probably had a handle on it. But it wasn't as severe. So, the, a shout-out to mental health, because I don't think people... I, should, I still have a hard time with that, because for me, I'm like... I know mental health is a very serious thing, and I take that a thousand percent. Like even like as a a manager, that's one of the phone calls I'll get. Why someone's not going to come to work because of the mental health? Yeah, and then you be like, I can't believe you're this weak. But it's not even about weakness. I, I just I, would I just that wish first until you I just really never had it. that segue as a as as, as a, a as yeah, an we employee. Didn't have that, privilege. that wasn't my privilege. Not privilege, but I, I kind of was because I didn't get to call out. I mean, no. I had real bills, so <laughs> if, even if I was having a mental health day, you I had just, to work through. I kind of pushed through it, right? So um, I think it's it's very telling and very big of us as society that we do take that seriously. Yeah, we need to because... Because I do... I mean, even now, like, I feel like I struggle with my mental health. Like, it's just, it's hard. Like, but thank God for therapy. Yeah. Thank God we have that outlet, you yeah. know. But everyone, I guess, maybe insurance or... Well, everyone doesn't take that, doesn't utilize that outlet. Well, go to a church. They can have it for free. 
I mean, Jesus, they say the truth in the mind. I mean, you can go to a hospital. My first counselor was a spiritual lady who was very nice. She helped me tremendously. She helped me understand what shame was. She understand me understand that humans can't hold guilt. She helped me understand a whole lot. That was completely free. I so it's help like, out there yeah, if you people really... People definitely need to utilize it. Like yeah. I said, it's, it wasn't you know, available when I was, you know. No, if you think the word therapy, you was crazy as hell. Especially in the, commu- in the black yeah. community. Yeah, like, we gotta stop doing that, but it looks like we don't have that big of a problem. You know, with some exceptions. Like, I've seen some stuff that we do too. Because again, we don't want to keep, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to get out of the comparison. But I ain't gonna lie, when I hear school shootings, I'm like, what, are they black or white? You know? And it's, it's very... The only black shooting I know were the sniper. The Baltimore. The, the sniper. Or Maryland or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm like, he was a black man. But that guy who was directing him was a kid. I mean, the guy who was directing the kid that was with him, helping him, they... They, yeah, they were shooting. It was two of them. It was a, the dad, kind of. Yeah. And the like kid, but that wasn't his kid. Okay. Um. Was, I don't. I think they the both were black shooting. though. Okay. Either yeah. way, it was shocking. It was very shocking. You're like not a black person. It wasn't a school a, though. And not even associated to be a sniper. Yeah, that was kind of weird because they would get in their car and like shoot from the trunk or some shit. It Which was like, is awful. Very awful. Again, very awful. I think everyone needs to take mental health very seriously. And I think we got to stop glorifying the shooter. Yeah. I think they've done a good job these last few because I couldn't tell you the names. But like Columbine, I don't yeah. remember their names. I do remember them glorifying. The, glor- the two boys. Yeah, they of. would like... Show their pictures. Like, we don't need to do that. You need to show, keep showing the pictures of these victims. Right. And give the victims the glory and the victims the sympathy because history repeats. And some people that are sick, they get intertwined and they call them copycat killers. Right. Um, yeah, I'm a dork. I, I'm obsessed with... I'm not obsessed, but I do like to understand the mind right and so if you just watched a documentary about the mind the other day yeah it's like if you get caught up in like a deep depression or you're psychologically warped where you don't have that empathy you might look at somebody like a jeffrey Dahmer. like it pisses me off that he's a known again i lived in illinois when that happened oh my god and we joked about it like oh jeffrey Dahmer. um and there's a song what song is that katie perry yeah, because I uh, wasn't. What's her song? What's the name of that song? I'm gonna ask you to please just stick to your day job. <laughs> <laughs> I can that, sing for real. Like, that was just my play singing. That's your. That's like um, your coworker. Yeah, I was. That was like my coworker. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. But Jeffrey Dahmer was glorified in a song. But the fact was like. Again, mental health is so, like, for real. It's real. And, like, and don't I don't take it lightly. I do not take it lightly. I can see how people kind of, like, sit in it. Like, if you're, like, really depressed, you know, because everyone deals with the bout of depression, including myself. Oh, yeah, all of us. Even, I like, just, I know something's wrong, but I just keep I just not feel cleaning. off, but I just kind of push through it, yeah. right? Because that's what... And it's not even society teaches us that, because no one ever told me to just kind of push through it. I just knew that I had stuff I had to do. And that doesn't make you any weak. That does not make you weaker if you, like, can't push through that. If anything, I think that's brave when people actually say, hey, I can't mentally deal with this. Yeah. 
I think therapy is just like a person who goes to see a personal trainer. Yeah. A person who goes to see a doctor to figure out why they exactly. keep exactly, and that's how getting I sore throat or whatever. I had to learn that, like even in managing, because that's what one of my bosses told me. Yeah, it's, you have it's, to it's treat it like the physical. Yeah, and it's literally preventative care because. Yeah. Life is hard sometimes. That's and really then right hard. now... And so many things are changing. Yeah, some worlds, some people's culture isn't into technology as we are. Mm -hmm. And so they have that time to be still. Most people don't have that time to be still. Most people get up, first thing they do is open up their phone. Mm -hmm. So now your mind is being conduct is being directed off of whatever the first thing you saw. So if it's negative, if it's positive, you didn't have control over that. So, like, having a morning routine. People don't teach these things anymore. I feel like I have a burden to do it. But sometimes I get caught up in that. And I'm like, wait a minute. I need to listen to my Esther Hicks. I need to read a book. I need to do something before I enter the world so that I am not being directed by the world. But most people are directed by whatever the narratives are being. And then what's ever played in your phone? Like, for, like even, even in society nowadays, like, for example, like, I... Looked up something on narcissists. That's all that's rotating in my phone right now. Yeah. Like, especially on my Instagram. Like, that's all the videos are. I'm like, well, okay, I just saw one thing. But it's uh, even just watching something for a few minutes, for a few seconds. The moment you watch it, it's, it's like it's in, it it's in rotation. I'm like, okay, well, I don't. I mean, Which I is a topic we need to talk about because. What, narcissism? Yeah, it's on a rise. And I yeah. think it's on a rise because. Of the lack of personal development, yes. the lack of what we just talked about, being still. Yeah. Um, and it's being accepted, you know, but I can talk all day about that because. I think people definitely need to be educated yeah, on it. I, I just, don't think that's there was what I, That's what I woke up to listening to a book about empath, empaths and narcissists and why you attracted it. There was just never a name for it before. No, it wasn't. It never was a name for that. And now there's a name, but the reality is most narcissists don't ever get diagnosed because they don't have the wherewithal to admit that they actually have a problem. Right. So they never go to therapy. The right. people that normally go to therapy are the empaths or the people that keep attracting them because they're trying to figure out life. But then you do get some narcissists who manipulate it yeah. and they will go to therapy to prove they don't have anything wrong. But some narcissists are creative enough where they can even fake out the therapist. And I didn't realize that there was different type of narcissists. Yes. There's over... I just, I just thought there was just the one, the manipulator. No. I didn't realize that it broke down into other... No. I'm starting to like learn that the more I like, look into it. I didn't realize that. There's but. covert narcissists. There's overt. The way I remember and the what difference. And what is the meaning of covert? A covert narcissist think covered. So they're very covered. They're very nurturing in the public. They're probably a leader. They're probably somebody who is Dalai Lama is a covert narcissist. Damn. Yes. An overt narcissist is overt. They are over the top. So that's a Donald Trump. So that's two of the same, where one puts on a perception. A covert narcissist, in my opinion, is more dangerous than an overt narcissist. Because an overt narcissist, the reason why people follow them is because people are attracted to confidence and courage. And so if I say to you, you're fat, that takes courage to say to somebody because you're not thinking about the empathy of the person or the emotions of the person, how this makes them feel, but it's the obvious that they're fat, right? right? But a covert narcissist is so dangerous because they 
you know, my like one of my longest relationships. Uh, not even one of you know one of my longest relationships. You would have never thought the things that he was doing to me because of what he was portraying to the public. Mm. That's, that's a covert. Just, that's scary. Very scary. So then they have narcissists. The purpose of a narcissist. Well, narcissist. All of us have narcissistic traits. Yes. But there's a scale. So where you may once you pass the stage of you will do anything. To get your way and attention to the point that it hurts the people you love, that's when it's a disorder. That's when it's a disorder. But basically, the story of Narcissus, and we'll probably continue this for our next show, but the story of Narcissus is this guy named Narcissus was staring at his own reflection, and he falls in love with it so bad that he drowns in his own reflection. Mm -hmm. So having a good sense of self is a form of a narcissistic trait. However, it's a level to it. It's, you know, intention. Does this person have empathy? Does this person feel what other people feel? But some people don't. Some well, a, a person with MPD, which is different from narcissistic traits, a person with MPD has a narcissistic personality disorder. They usually wear a mask. They don't have a self. So what they do is they kind of develop themselves by mimicking the people who they admire but not in an admiration like i want to be like them and i want to do things like they do but i want to kind of get rid of them and be them and but eventually what yeah, happens like a chameleon exactly a chameleon that devours okay right and so they don't have a sense of self they usually a narcissist is developed by two ways they either was like, you remember Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? Remember the girl who ate all the blueberry muff, the blueberries, and she turned it to I want it, 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 So when a child has no discipline, they get no kind of consequences, they get everything they want, that can develop a narcissist. But then somebody who gets like Jeffy Dimer who was left for two years by himself because his parents just forgot about him, they were neglected. So they, you know, a child's neglect can turn into a whole other thing. Now you don't have empathy because you've, for protection, you know, we protect things out of trauma. We forget things. So when you forget certain things, you know, his first killing was when his parents were gone. You know, and when he killed, he didn't feel anything because he had to shut off the emotions to be able to deal with the fact that he was left at home for two years to fend for himself. Um, because his parents were absolute narcissists themselves. You know, they had strong narcissistic traits. Mm -hmm. So there's re other reasons and speculations to how they're developed. And then some people can just be jackasses and they just grow up to be narcissistic people even if they had a good upbringing, but that's rare. It's usually lack of love or too much without discipline. And so, you know, if a child is abandoned and they never deal with that, they're going to grow up and hurt, hurt people, hurt people. And so, you know, now today, actually the book I love is called The Law of Human Nature by Robin Greene. People think 48 Laws of Power is his best book. It is not. His best book is The Law of Human Nature. And I was surprised that he even brought up the word narcissist in the book. But he brought it up because it's on a rise because people, um, number one, lots of parents work. 
Some parents work two jobs. There was a rise in single parenthood. Some parts of single parenthood also comes with not being able to be there. And so you don't know what things affect the child. And so, um, you know, it's on a rise and it's, it's sad. We can talk about that all day long. But two things happen with kids who are born from narcissistic parents. You know, narcissistic parents, once they get to a certain age, don't see them as kids. They see them as competition, especially mother-daughter relationship or father and son, same sex. Excuse me. But narcissistic people, again, they don't, they're like a shell. And inside the shell is empty. There's no person there. And so, unless, now, there is a guy online on Facebook. His name is, um, he's a, he's a clinically, um, diagnosed narcissist and he's working towards it so it's possible it's just a small percentage because they never get to the point of actually admitting they have a problem because they don't see them they see themselves as gods without the success without they they thrive off of hurting people you know and some narcissists they have different methods like there's some people who act like they're always injured well, with me, because the goal is to get the attention. Like, I had a relationship where I had a death in the family. My grandmother died. I never understood why this man blocked me on Facebook. And at the time, you could tell someone blocked you because it would only show, like, user not found with the empty profile picture. And when I called him, like, did you block me on Facebook? At the time, I didn't know what narcissist was or narcissistic traits. I didn't know any of those terms. And so when I asked him the question, he said, <laughs> don't you, shouldn't you be focused on your grandma? And as sinister as that sounds, I understand it now because now my focus is on you. You have now gotten my attention back, which is what kids do. Like if I'm on, a, if I'm a kid and I want your attention because you're on the phone. What do they do? They start talking loud. They start jumping off the couch when they know they're not supposed to. It's, it's basically an adult child that's stuck and frozen in a state that wherever they lost the empathy. Right. But they don't have empathy. Right. And it's 97% chance they will not change. They will not change. And it's hopeful that their offspring don't become them. And like a lot of times the offspring will become, uh, if they don't become narcissists, they end up in positions like working with kids. They end up with being like overly uh, uh, codependent. You know, empathic people are attracted to them because they're light of them. If they're really good people, they're attracted. They're magnets. Like I was a magnet at one point. Um, I'm probably still a magnet of it, right? Because obviously I'm still single. <laughs> and if you had them in your family, you usually attract them in your romantic relationships. And so I, for one, have had many, ex many experiences with them, not just personally, but professionally. So sometimes it's hard to, I don't believe in first impressions anymore at all. <laughs> like I like a first impression I will take heave to it but I won't stamp that as the person because I understand it's a rise in narcissism and unfortunately like that kid who killed all those people 
for some reason something snaps and you know i don't know but there's different disorders not just narcissism there's psychopaths there's sociopaths there's um borderline personality disorder which is very close and similar to narcissists there's bipolar there's so many different attributes to different things people overly depressed people there's so many different things that mental health people experience um it's just narcissistic people can be very damaging to someone it literally feels like when you deal with them that they suck the soul out of you like literally like i still struggle to this day with cooking like there was a time i had a whole cook show Healthy and sexy. If you go back to, you'll see all the food. I used to make vegan cheese, vegan meat. And I sometimes have to ask my boys. If I showed y'all my group chat, hey, y'all, can y'all give me some ideas of the stuff? And my kids would list all the stuff. I'm like, oh, 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 I forgot I used to make this. But because of the experience, it's literally like you they. Somebody that used to dissect their food or something? Yes. My last relationship. He okay. used to make me think that he taught me how to cook. Mm. He used to drill it. And I remember one time. When right before we had decided to move together, my oldest son said she always cooked. I mean, we were standing right in Bryn Afton and he said, my mom always cooked. She never knew, not knew how to cook. What are you talking about? She knows how to cook. She knows how to cook this, this. And he was trying, he said she used to garden. Oh, my patio, I don't know if you remember because you were around. My patio was full of plants. I knew how to do all of that stuff. But when I was with this person, he was sucking. Imagine like the movies where they actually suck the soul out of you. That's what was happening to me. I was, they're losing, you're losing yourself because they're trying to gain yourself. There was a time he convinced me that I, that, um, he was the one that stopped smoking around his son. I'm the one that told him, you shouldn't smoke. As much as I smoke, I, at the time, I smoke barely any anymore. But when I used to smoke heavy, my kids never saw me. I would never crack a blunt in front of a child. Never. Because they teach you that. You can't even smoke cigarettes around kids. Because you don't want to be the reason that imprints the vision of them smoking. So I'm the one who said, you can't smoke around him. But he used to tell me, he tried to convince me that it was him. No, it wasn't. So he literally was, so think of it like, the I can't think of that movie. But like the mummy, was it the mummy they were sucking I people's souls? That, I even think of the Eddie movie. Yeah, exactly. How he would go to each person and he would suck this soul, suck that soul. That's what they're doing because they don't have, remember the shell is empty inside. They don't have it because they're still frozen to whatever made them a narcissist. So we'll talk about that more later. I mean, so many things, so many ways they manipulate. Gaslighting is one of the worst manipulating tactics. Gaslighting and the silent treatment is two of the most effective and the most traumatizing experiences of a person because normally a narcissistic person that you're involved in, you love them. Betrayal doesn't happen to people that you don't know so because you love them it hurts like hell because it's like i'm trusting you to believe that you're not telling me a lie but they literally will make you think you're, you literally will go crazy because it's like i didn't say that yes you did no i didn't yes you that's I just told you that story Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. So it's like, what do you mean you don't know what I'm talking about? And it's a struggle between reality and fiction. 
And so now you start going crazy because now you're not getting the proper reaction right. from something that you should. Right. You know? And so that's what... Let's literally make Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. But yeah, but that's gaslighting will literally make you go insane because you literally are questioning your reality to what it is, you know. And so we're gonna ensure that baby cries. I'm feeling it right now. And so I remember, like, not really my ex too much, but he did it too. But the one before that, I can't tell you how many times. Thank God for journaling because then I went back to journaling. I used to be like, I used to have to write stuff down to go back to remind myself. You ever see that movie where the guy couldn't remember shit and he would write stuff like, don't believe this person, he's this, but he had short-term memory loss. I can't remember, but I'm sure I've seen that movie. Yeah, he had short-term memory loss and the way he, he would keep a notebook and like if I met you, it would go, Nicole with the flower dress. She's a sweet girl. You can trust her. Flip the next page. Z with the blonde and black hair. I don't know about her. Question mark. So then when I forget and I look at my note as reference, that's how. So that's what um, ironically, that's the movie that made me remember I need to journal because he would have me forgetting all type of shit. He used to have me going absolutely fucking bonkers like that crazy nigga used to whisper in my ear. I don't want you. I used to think I wasn't attractive. I never want to have sex with you. Blah, blah, blah. I put on lingerie once and this nigga laughed. He fucking laughed at me. And when I look in the mirror, I'm like, when I look past the mirror now, I do think I'm big right now, but not a bad big for my knee big. And I want to keep playing football. But when I look in the mirror now, I'm like, this nigga fucking gay. That's what broke us up. Literally, we broke up because I accused him of being gay. Literally, and that's what broke his luck. He's like, You think I'm a fucking faggot? Yes, nigga, you fucking gay. If you can sit next to a woman for six months, oh, beep, beep, y'all. I know how to beep it out now. So, anyway, and there's nothing wrong with being gay, but there's something wrong with being gay and being and acting like you're in a heterosexual relationship. Yeah, if you're gay, great, go be gay, but don't sit in my house for six months and not give me no pipe, and you're not helping. With bills, nigga, you trying to make me kill you. Right. So, again, we'll talk about this more. It's a serious topic. It is, and it's definitely needed. To it's needed. Out. Every time I post, I just posted recently. I said, narcissistic people do not have empathy. So, the normal empathy that you experience, you're not going to be able to understand why they do this. But it's so fascinating. You can become addicted to trying to figure out how don't you like this or like me or see me in this way? But it's because I don't have it. It's, I don't know if y'all can hear this. This is what's inside. It is fucking empty. So anyway. All right, y'all. This is a good chit chat. Yes, this is a good chit chat. This is just part one. So we'll definitely talk about that. We'll again. talk about that again. Because it's definitely needed to be chat talked about. But on a higher note. Yes. June 3rd. June 3rd. We are having Summer Fling, the part two of our singles game night yes. that we had back in February. Yes, the weekend of uh, Valentine's Day. Weekend mm -hmm. of Valentine's Day. So now we're having Summer Fling, which stands for Finding Love, love and, and New gatherings. gatherings. You know how that, we love our acronyms. That is a great acronym. It's going to be at the, I don't know where it's at, but we do have this location. Hold it's on, called the Raleigh. It's in, hold on. Something center. It's in Raleigh this time. It's not in Durham. Yes. Even though Durham, we had an incredible turnout. 
We want you guys to come out. Pop it is out. at the Platinum Event Center. Platinum Event Center in Raleigh. It's in uh, it's in Raleigh. Off of Rock Quarry Road. Okay, so that's South Raleigh. So we really going to turn up. Right. So if you're looking to find love in new gatherings, we're going to have games. New, have we're going to have games. speed dating. We're going to have a little speed dating portion, but we're also going to do the games similar to game night. And then you get to hear our voices. Right. In person and live in color. Right. So come out June 3rd. Tickets are on sale on Eventbrite. Just type Summer Fling. It's hosted by Visual Dynasty and Thoughts Podcast. It's going to be lit. So until next time, peace and hair. Bye.